0: healthy, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Janine Amopola, if this is your first time coming to my podcast. If it is, welcome. You are so welcome here. I love to have you. I post every single Tuesday. This is a podcast to help you thrive in all aspects of life, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. So I hope you guys will come back if you are new here. If you're not new here, what is up, my freaking fam? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. If you are not watching the YouTube video, which what are you doing? No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to watch it. I actually don't watch many podcasts. I listen to them a lot, but I know there's an audience of people that like to watch. So if you guys don't know, you can watch them also on Spotify and YouTube. And we are now doing this thing called YouTube clips. So if you guys ever want to just share a quick little segment of the podcast. We post those as well on our Happy and Healthy YouTube channel. So make sure you guys subscribe if you do ever want to just sit down and watch me because I know some people do. Oh, oopsie. Sorry, hit the microphone. So if you guys are not watching the YouTube video, you can see that my makeup is kind of beat today. I just did it. I filmed this entire TikTok of like getting ready with y'all and I think I need to do like a full on makeup tutorial video on it because I am loving my makeup today and also my skin is thriving, which normally it does not. Um, so I'm going to do some other videos on that. I'm just kind of giving you guys some tips on my skin because it's probably the most even and glowy it's been in a very dang long time. So that's just a side tangent. I'm feeling really good today. I have this bright red shirt on, which makes me feel so happy. I really love the color red. My nails are red, too. And so for today's episode, I'm just going to be giving you guys an update because, to be honest, we are very, very ahead of our episodes, which is great. Um, We're very ahead. I'm not normally someone that's ahead of pretty much anything in life. (laughs) I kind of just live life on the whim. And that was one of my goals during the beginning of this year is I was like, I'm going to get organized and get scheduled and get ahead. And it's been really great. However, I do know that sometimes podcasts – can feel a little like, I don't really know what's up in her life then, if they're super behind technically. Because some of the episodes I'm posting are from like a month ago. And that's why I'm trying to do every other week solo episodes that we are still hanging out, we're still catching up, we still know each other and know what's going on. And so today's episode is just going to be basically sitting down with you guys. It's like we're FaceTiming each other. POV, you're FaceTiming me. Um, we're drinking coffee. If you guys can see the YouTube, I have my iced coffee, which by the way, it looks beautiful on the YouTube channel. And just listen to this. <gasps> that literally made me tingle inside. <laughs> I lo- wait, can we do it one more time for the people in the back? Literally the best noise I've ever heard in my life. Anyway, I'm sorry if you're not an ASMR freak like me. Um, so we're going to be hanging out. Get your coffee and then also I'm going to just be kind of answering either y'all's questions or giving you some advice because I actually posted on my Instagram story I was like hey what solo episodes do y'all want and a lot of these of course I can make these specific topics into A full-length episode, which I will definitely continue to do, but some of them I could just probably answer and give advice on a whim. So I'll first do an update on life, and then I'm going to answer some questions that y'all might have, or just like advice on things that you want. So let's freaking do it, y'all. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Let's just hang out. Let's just talk. Let's have a good time. We're two girly girls hanging out, which I know we have some guys on here, too. You're still welcome, but... We're girly girls hanging out, so let's just get right into today's episode. First and foremost, today it is June 9th and I am like freaky freak. We are halfway into the year, which I know everyone always says it's like, oh my gosh, how did we get here? Time is flying. But I really do feel like that. Like I look back and I'm like, wait a dang minute, like where did the time go? Um, this year has actually been pretty good, but also interesting. I mean, I never expected the year to be like perfect, but of course life comes with ebbs and flows and there's definitely been some ebbs and flows. Let me tell you. So recently it's been pretty good. I've been traveling a lot less than I normally have. I've just been doing road trips. Like I've been to Austin for two different weddings, um, which was been really fun. I went also down for Memorial day. I went down for mother's day. Uh No, sorry. Was it Mother's Day? Yes, Mother's Day. So I've just been like going road tripping more than ever and haven't been traveling like, you know, very much outside of Texas, which has been kind of nice because I am currently working on a very big project that won't come out for a while. And that does require me to kind of slow down, really give some undivided attention to that, which I cannot wait to announce that project down the road. Um, won't come out for a bit. Maybe you guys can guess, but I have to work on that. So I've been trying to intentionally actually slow down on traveling, which has been good because I really do believe the more that you can be consistent and stable, the better you can be with your community. And so I've noticed by me being more consistent in Dallas, I've been able to be really consistent with my friends, with working out, with eating healthy, with cooking from home, uh, working on work. Like I've been trying to be very consistent and I'm loving the routine right now. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so great. However, Oh, I was going to say something to that really fast. I I just feel like with your community, it's super important to try to like meet people at least once a week. That way, you know, what's going on in their life and they know what's going on in your life. And I've noticed that the more that I've just done mundane things with my friends, the more joyful I've been. Even if we're just like, hey, let's go work at a coffee shop together. Hey, let's go on our daily walks together. Hey, let me go with you to run this errand. Like, it's exactly what Jenny Allen talks about in her book, Find Your People. And truly, it's brought me so much joy in life. And so I just encourage that. I recommend that if you can. Um, That's been, like, such a blessing. And I just feel like my friends and I have really gotten to dive deeper with one another, know each other better, and it's just been a blessing. So... I'm loving that, but there does come a point for me because I am someone that genuinely loves to travel. I love it. I love traveling to new places, seeing new foods, cultures, meeting new people here in different languages, whether that's domestically or internationally, it doesn't matter. I'm just I'm someone that just, like, loves to see new places. So because I haven't been traveling very much, I have had this itch like crazy to just be like, where am I going next? Where is the next freaking dang trip? So I might be actually going to uh, Croatia with my cousins, my German cousins, actually. They invited me to go to Croatia with them, which I've never been to Croatia. And I was like, what the frick? So it's not guaranteed. I'm looking at some cheap flights because I'm someone that likes to get a deal shoddy. Like I will check, like, Hopper, Expedia, Google Flights. I will check all the websites because I'm just not someone that's like, oh, whatever, let me just blow $1,500. I'm like, what do I got to do to get this flight as cheap as possible? And so I've always been that way. I'm always someone that's, like, looking for a good, you know, deal. I use, like, uh, what's it called? Rakaton? Rakaton? Forgot what it's called. It gives you, like, cash back on websites and stuff, so I use that a ton, and I, I love a good deal, so I'm trying to find a good deal right now so I can go visit my cousins and see them. I haven't seen them in about three years, so I was like, that'd be really fun. Um, so yeah, life has just been, like, it's been really consistent. I've been really consistent with working out, um, just community. I'm re- looking to finally, finally get plugged into a church. That's been one of my goals for the last year and a half, because when I lived in LA, I was plugged into a church. I was serving there. I was on the greeting team and the tithing team and like, loved just getting to know my community, and I, I haven't done that in Dallas, and even though it's been a goal of mine, um, my church does make it a little bit complicated to do that, so I've been trying to find a small group so I, so I can start serving in the church and um, doing that. But, of course, I've been still going weekly, but it's been something on my bucket list for a while because I really do believe that if I'm going to be telling y'all, hey, you need to be plugged into a church, you need to be in a small group, you should be serving – that's something that I need to be doing as well and I fully believe in it I still try to do that in other ways even if it's not even if it's not directly connected to the body of Christ in the building called the church um, I still find ways to do that outside of the building of the church but I still believe there's so much so much value in that and that's something I really want to do so been working on that and by the end of the summer should have that figured out I'm really really excited. Um, and then happy and healthy merch. I've been working on that and I literally like y'all, I kid you not. Like, I'm just going to be honest, like owning, like owning a podcast and running a business, running a team, trying to sell merch. Like it is so much dang work. Like no one told me how much work it would be. And so I have been trying to get out merch literally my deadline was february 1st and i started working on it november 1st i like put it on my team's radar and i was like hey i want to launch happy healthy merch february 1st that didn't happen it is now june and i'm pretty bummed out but i really do have some cute pieces coming i'm waiting for the second run of samples to come everything's backed up so when you do get the merch please know it might take longer than expected please don't come for me i've had people come for me being in the past like mad like Where's my abide sweaters? And I was like, y'all, it's because of COVID. Everything's backed up. Please don't hate me. So been working on that a ton. And it's been so much work. Like, I've been frustrated because I really wanted to get the merch out way, way, way sooner. Like, had this deadline. And that's just something what you got to learn in life is just to roll with the punches and just know, like, it's not always going to go the way you want it. It's deadlines. Sometimes you just got to push them back. Sometimes that's just life. That's just owning a business. It's not going to be perfect and linear. Um, but just know they are on their way, so that's good. So let me just get a little sipper of my coffee. Um. So, yeah, that's been fun. Um, Living with Maddie has still been such a joy, but to be honest, another thing that has been really frustrating and something that I'm currently dealing with right now, and it's something I've mentioned in the past, is being a homeowner. And I know maybe you guys are sick of hearing about this or maybe you don't care. Maybe it doesn't, you know, relate. you don't relate to it. It's not pertinent to your current life stage right now. But 28, I bought this house a year and a half ago. Actually, a year and like two, three months ago. And I was really, really, really excited about it. And I just kind of got gypped when I bought the house because they had flipped the house. And I was unaware that there were some issues before buying the house because they didn't tell me they didn't disclose that. And so I'm now having to basically go back and like refix the things that were cheaply done. And so I like, the thing is like, I love my area. I still love living in this house. I love living with Maddie. Like Maddie and I are really great as roommates and there's no issues there. There's never been like beef. Of course there's been like certain things, like small things we've had to be like, Hey, do you mind, you know, taking out the trash this time? Or do you mind buying the soap this time? But that's like classic roommate stuff, but being a landlord and having the issues that I've had with this house has been probably the most stress I've had in a very long time. And so that's like the main thing that's pretty much consuming my time in my life right now, which kind of sucks. Like it's like the least thing that I want to deal with. And I feel like I don't really relate to so many people during this topic. Like the one person I've related to in this was my best friend, Sarah Penny that lives in California because she bought a house, had a ton of issues as well. She bought like a house from like the 1960s. Mine's from like, I think the 1970s or something. And so we both were having like all these house issues around the same time. Her house is like good to go. Thought mine was good to go. I've had to put in so, so much work into like adding things, fixing things, landscaping. I mean, no one told me how hard it would be to own a home. And I don't think this is necessarily normal for everyone, but I do think in general owning a home is so dang expensive like property taxes because there's so much inflation right now everything is so effing expensive so my property taxes increased by a poop ton and I'm like oh my gosh so that's something I like didn't really think about and didn't think about how much landscaping would cost how much pest control I mean it's like these little things that are adding up and like I'm really not I'm not please don't hear me that I'm trying to complain it's more that like I just didn't know what I was signing myself up for. And so there's this little part of me that's like, dang it. Like I wish I would have just waited to buy a house until I was married because it's just stressful. It's so much work. And even though I love the idea of like being able to change things whenever I want, like I get to make the house that I want. That's the part that I love. I love hosting. I think my house is a great hosting house. People have always said that, uh, Excuse me, I literally have a burp every single episode. I apologize. This should not be called uh, happy and healthy. It should be called happy and burpy or something ridiculous. Anyway, so currently what's been going on, and this has happened to me in the past, is around this exact same time last year, my floor started to have issues. And if you followed my YouTube channel, then you saw I talked about this, where my floor started bowing, which basically means like the wood like peaks, and it like rips apart. That just happened again for the second time in two different spots on my floor. And it literally was like my worst nightmare. When I started feeling the tiny bumps in my floor, I literally started crying and freaked out because it was so much work. It caused so much stress between just Maddie and I. It it didn't like I couldn't host for a while. We had to completely move all the furniture, have all these contractors in the house over and over and over So, I know it sounds maybe catty, but it genuinely, like, it sounds so stupid, but I literally get nightmares. Like, I get nightmares that, like, my house is flooding. I get nightmares that, like, something's broken and I don't know how to fix it or I can't afford it, which I know I could, but, like, it's, like, all these, like, irrational fears that I keep getting. And so, my floors doing this again was one of my biggest fears, again, with this house. And lo and behold, yay, lucky me, it happened again. So... That's something I'm currently dealing with, again, is trying to figure out how to fix my floors. And it just goes to show, like, that is just, like, reality. Like, no matter what you see on my house or on Instagram or other influencers, you're like, oh, my gosh, I have this perfect little bright and white house, whatever. Like, yeah, my house has issues. Like, my life is not great. Like, I still have to do normal mundane things that, you know, you, you don't see online or whatever. So it's been a big learning curve. I'm learning a lot I'm thankful for the process, but I think if I could do this over again, I probably wouldn't have done it because it's just been so much stress. So praying that I can get that figured out. I've been praying about that a lot, about just like, Lord, who do I need to work with? How do I get this solved? How does this keep – how do I prevent this from keep happening? Yada, yada, yada. Okay, we've talked enough about my freaking dang floors. <laughs> so let's see. The next thing is next month – Um. I am going to Nashville with with Maddie and some friends. And then I'm also going to a bachelorette party this month, which I'm really excited about. I'll be, going, I'll be going to Catalina Island for that with some friends, which bachelorette parties, oh my goodness gracious, no one also tells you how expensive they will be. Truly, I feel like when I become a bride, which Lord willing, Lord praying, like God, will that be soon? Um, I don't want to put the pressure on my bridesmaids to pay this much money because it's not even just this one in Catalina. Like I've been in some bachelorette parties where like I've literally paid 800 plus dollars and I just feel like that's just not fair. Like not everyone can pay that. Like I just don't feel like that's like reality. And so I just, I don't know. I feel like when that time comes for me, like I want to obviously have a great bachelorette party and it to be fun, but, like, overall, like, I want people to feel, like, also celebrated and, like, that they're also having fun and they're not feeling like they have to break their bank over me. And I know everyone, like, deserves to feel celebrated at times, but I've just been at some bachelorette parties where I was, like, that literally cost everyone $1,000 Like, it just, to me, doesn't feel like it needs to be $1,000, so... I don't know, random thought, but I will be going to a bachelorette party at the end of this month or on June 18th weekend, which will be so fun. I've never been to Catalina. And then I'm also going next month to, I think, wait, where was next month? Oh, y'all, I'm speaking at this event called Rally. This is actually something I want to tell you guys about. It's called Rally. It's in Fort Lauderdale in Florida, And it is July 29th through 30th. Maddie and I are both speaking. My friend Caden Boyd is also speaking. It's a free event. So if you live in Florida and want to come out and hear Maddie and I speak and come worship and bring your friends or whatever, like this is the time and the place. So come check it out. Would love to meet y'all. It's going to be so great. I can't wait to speak and just get to meet y'all and share with you guys what the Lord's been putting on my heart. So that is awesome. I cannot wait to do that. And then let's see, some other final updates. Um, I've just been working a ton, really trying to just work on my TikTok. I've been loving TikTok so much, to be honest. You know, if you've been following me for a while, um, YouTube is kind of how I started my platform, and I've just definitely noticed myself just straying away from it, which kind of makes me sad because I've done YouTube for so long, but I do think that's like that. I think it's a part of every YouTuber's journey is like kind of feeling discouraged by it or not feeling as passionate about it. And just wanting to move in different directions. And podcasting and TikTok and the Abide Tribe, like those were things that started to consume more of my time that I was more enjoying than YouTube. And so work is so fun right now, but I also feel like like there's just so many platforms that sometimes it just feels overwhelming. And I know this is how everyone else feels. And there, it just like social media has gotten so competitive and it's also gotten so saturated that it's almost like you really have to find a way to stand out and and stick out and whatever so I don't know I try not to just look at it as like a growth platform or like how can I get super rich or make you know a ton of money and grow my platform to be a million followers plus like that's not really how I look at it even though that is a good metric I more look at it as like okay am I helping people is there fruit coming from this Do I feel fulfilled is this making a difference do I feel like God is blessing this etc etc cetera? And so that's kind of like what I'm trying to do. And even though I am still posting on YouTube, I mean, let's be honest, like we all know my YouTube channel is pretty much dying, which I fully accepted. And it's because I don't really put in the work there as much anymore. I don't feel as passionate about it. I like vlogging on there. I love vlogging. Like, it's not that I don't like YouTube. I still watch YouTube every now and then, not like I used to, but I like vlogging. And so I just need to start vlogging more, but it's like when you've gotten out of the rhythm of posting consistently about your life and like daily vlogging, like I literally used to daily vlog. If you remember once you're out of that routine, like it's really hard to almost get back in, which is kind of sad. So I do want to post weekly on my YouTube channel, but I just feel like I've been way more passionate about other things. And like, I want to do things I'm passionate about. I don't want people to be like, we can tell you're not passionate about this. Even though vlogging is super easy. I love vlogging. I am more passionate about that, but Um, it's it just sucks. I sometimes I feel like there's just this pressure to have to perform and to keep up and to have to conform and to constantly adapt, and it's exhausting. Sometimes, if you're in social media, you probably understand that, but it is exhausting to constantly have to adapt, 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 adapt because all the platforms are competing with each other. You know, TikTok blew up, and then Instagram tries to be TikTok, and then YouTube was like, oh crap, I got to perform too and keep up, so they started adding shorts and everyone's doing the same freaking thing. And it's almost like, what, what, like, how do you know where to go, what to post, what to do? Like as a creator, it's super confusing. And also as a consumer, it's confusing. Like, like Instagram is not what it used to be anymore. Absolutely not. Like it is super confusing. You don't grow on there anymore. The feed is just flooded with all this crap that I'm like, what even is this? All these ads, it's putting all these random people on my feed. Their algorithm is just trash and they don't care about their creators. It's super obvious. They're just trying to become the next TikTok. I miss the times when I could just scroll on Instagram and just see pictures and I didn't have to have my phone on loud or have the volume off. Like, I miss the times where I could just scroll, 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 scroll and be like, great, done, like saw some dope pictures. But now it's just so, it's just too much. So even though, like, I love Instagram it just feels so confusing because you have to constantly adapt versus I feel like TikTok is kind of just staying in its lane and it's like yeah we're a short form video platform like we we've dominated this and I love TikTok but I wish that they kind of just stayed in their lanes you know what I mean which I don't know maybe that's just culture it's just you got to learn to adapt but sometimes as a creator it's exhausting because you try one thing the next thing you know like a month later they're like actually wait never mind don't do that anymore and you're like wait i just got a hold of that and like just adapted and they're like psych we're not doing that anymore and you're like okay i can do this i can do this so if you ever you know see your favorite creator on instagram struggling or you're wondering what's going on or seeing different content like if you really genuinely support that creator like try to support them try to like their stuff try to comment it because it's rough in these streets sometimes and sometimes we need it and we don't want to feel like we have to beg for that you know so if you do love a creator, just show support by liking yourself or resharing it or just commenting or whatever. If you really do support them, it means a lot. I know to me it means so, so, so much to me. And I just still, like, at the end of the day, like, I love reading the DMs and the comments and connecting with y'all. Like, that is what makes this job worth it is just y'all and knowing that I'm hopefully making a difference. So that's just a side tangent. Um lastly, let's just talk about my faith and some things there and some things that the Lord's just been teaching me and then we'll kind of get into some of the advice stuff. Let's see. I feel pretty pretty good in my faith right now. I wouldn't say I've been the most consistent about reading my Bible, which is okay because I'm never here to try to promote like legalism or perfectionism or religion, which I've made a whole episode about this about why I hate religion as a Christian. Because I don't know, I just don't think God's looking for us just to check a box. And to just be like, all right, I spent time with God, but I didn't get anything out of it. I didn't really, like, genuinely want to just hear from God You We're just doing it out of obligation versus adoration, which is what I talked about in that one podcast. And so I've been a little inconsistent, but I still try to meet with the Lord, whether that's, like, worshiping or just calling a friend or just praying in the car, going on prayer walks and stuff. And so just knowing that, like, it doesn't always have to look the same way every single day. Also, it doesn't have to look like your favorite creator every single day. I am always forever, though, going to say, read your Bible. Yes, read your Bible. I still think it's important. I read it this morning. I had the best quiet time this morning. I journaled this morning. But sometimes, you know, when you're traveling, your life is crazy, your things are going on, it's not always realistic to constantly feel the desire to want to read your Bible. And I think that's sometimes okay of just relieving the pressure and knowing that God still loves you, but not also abusing his grace. I think there's a fine line to be careful of that. And God just ultimately, like, wants to spend time with us he just wants our hearts he wants to know us he wants us to want to know him so whatever you can do to do that do it you know but i still think there's there's a value of reading the bible so i've been trying to get back into that but i don't beat myself up if i miss a day you know what i mean so don't do that to yourself either because i think that's also like oddly enough also that's where the enemy can work is like oh you're such a bad christian like you didn't read your bible today oh you're such a sinner like oh god doesn't love you because you didn't spend time with him which is so weird and like counterintuitive because you would think that the enemy would just like want you to not spend time with God at all but instead he like guilt and shames you then it makes you pull further and further away where you're like oh I'm too far gone well I already missed five days so I might as well just keep this up when like no like it's never too late to make the right choice the next day you know what I mean so don't let the enemy do that to you so faith has been good I've just been in such a season of just like ultimate surrender with my house with relationships with dating with marriage, with body image, with so many things where I'm just like, Lord, you are my identity. You are my rock. You are my foundation. You are where I find my purpose and my value and my worth. The world does not give that to me because the world will forever shift and change. Culture will say one thing the next day and one thing the other day. And it's like an, a wavering line all the time versus God is stable and consistent and unchanging and unwavering. And that is what I want to hold on to during these crazy times of mass shootings and children dying, which is absolutely horrible. So horrible. I could not go this episode without addressing that, which is so, so unbelievably sad. Seeing all these children's faces, the teachers, all the videos. Oh, my goodness. I mean, heartbreaking. breaking and i do pray that there's better regulations on gun laws i really do i did donate money to the families and everything because it's sad i really do feel like it's it's heartbreaking of what is going on and so just wanted to mention that that knowing that in the midst of confusion and all these different things going on that god did not cause these things but he does use them to you know either show something or to try to lead people back to him or to have other christians stand up or God's not creating these, but he also will use them for his glory down the road because God's like, I never meant for that to happen. But if this is going to happen, then how can I use this to somehow show God in the midst of it? Or you have my people, a.k.a. us, to bring me glory or to stand up or to make a difference or to do something or to bless the families or um, just show what God's true sovereignty actually looks like and how God is a God of justice and not a God of um injustice of course and so i just do believe that god ultimately is a god of justice he will save the oppressed he will rescue the oppressed he talks about that all the time in the bible and so i just do believe that god is going to use this for something and that i just want us to wake up and open our eyes as to what is going on and seeking truth in the midst of all of this stuff not just fa- facing not just chasing feelings but chasing facts and so that's just something i would say but ultimately so 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 heartbreaking. I mean, knowing that that one man passed away once his wife, who was one of the teachers, also she was killed. And then he literally passed away from a heartbreak of being so sad and grieving. Oh my gosh. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, I literally, like my heart hurts right now. It is so, so, so sad. So if you've been a victim of that or your family or anything, I'm so sorry. Just know my prayers, genuinely, my prayers were and will be with you guys. Um so yeah God is just still sovereign God is still good I think the enemy loves to use these situations for us to doubt who God is and to be like see this is my confirmation bias that God is not good I knew it he was always corrupt he doesn't care about me he doesn't corrupt about, he doesn't care about his people this proves that God's not real this proves that he hates us this proves that he's really not you know a God of goodness or grace or whatever kindness when I'm like, no, that's not true. We have to remember that we're in a battle of light versus darkness all the time, flesh versus spirit every single day. The Bible talks about that, that um, we are not just in a battle of flesh and blood, but also of spiritual principalities, which basically means in the spiritual realms where it's God versus the enemy all the time. And so opening our eyes to that, to opening our eyes to the spiritual realm of like, okay, there's more than meets the eye here because the enemy only comes, in John 10:10. it says, is to steal, kill, and destroy. And what did he do? He just did that. Steal, kill, and destroy. It's horrible. It's so sad. And then the flip side, it says that Jesus came to bring life in life more abundantly. And that's exactly when you just look at situations in the world of, like, opening your eyes to be like, okay, God comes to give life. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So let me open my eyes to these and see this on the scale of which is which and just opening your eyes to the spiritual realm of what's going on. And if you read the Bible, we see that this stuff was predicted. That's why sometimes to Christians, we're like, we knew this was coming, which is why we're trying to wake people up and to pray and to save people and open people's eyes because we knew this stuff was coming. We know it is still continuing to come. It's going to get worse and worse before Jesus returns. So Christians, wake up. And if you're not a Christian – you know, I, I really genuinely hope that the Lord speaks to you and that you meet him because he's real, he loves you, and eternally I want your soul to go to heaven and you spend eternity with, with the Savior who loves you and dies to know you and died to know you and be with you. And so enough about that, but yes, I am a Christian, so um, those are just some of my thoughts. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump into um, the segment of just some small advice stuff. Okay, so someone asked me advice on how to get over someone you never even dated. So maybe like a friendationship type of situation. I've actually been there and I've done that, but I think what's really important is to stop like over-romanticizing this person in your brain and just kind of trying to accept the reality and the fact of the matter of what it is and what's actually happening because I think sometimes what we can do is we can let our brains, especially as females, I think we can over fantasize. We can think too far in the future instead of staying present and looking at the facts and not just looking at feelings of like, okay, what is actually happening? What actually was that? And knowing that if it didn't work out, it's there's a reason why it didn't work out. Like God's not just going to like tease you with this person and then be like, wait, never mind, Sorry. Actually, I didn't want you to have that. Like, God's not just going to like do that and play games with you because that's just not God's character and nature to do that to you. And so just knowing that maybe you're over romanticizing or fantasizing about the relationship when it really wasn't even there. And so maybe there's something in you that you were looking to this person to fill. And when they didn't, you were disappointed or you were like, man, I really thought that this would be the person. Or maybe you're disappointed in God because he didn't give you the person I think it's just important to just stay present and be like, okay, like that happened. That really hurt that that really do, does suck. And I kind of wish it happened. But you know what? I'm going to rest in peace knowing that that was not probably what God wanted for me until or unless God for some reason reopened the door. But I always tell myself that it's a no until it's a yes. So that friendship or relationship or whatever is a no. It's closed until for some reason there is clear evidence that it's a yes. You see what I'm saying? That kind of gives you some peace of mind to kind of be like, all right, I don't have to wonder. I don't have to linger on this anymore. I don't have to fantasize, romanticize this person and be begging for this situation to come. Like being part of being like a quote-unquote high-value woman is being okay and not attached to the outcome of a situation where you can be like, yo, whether it's this person or it's not, either way, I'm good. Because A, I trust in God's sovereign plan over my life and over the person I'm going to marry. And B, I'm good and content with myself and my life and where I'm at and who I am that I'm not attached to the outcome of this situation. And so I think just recentering yourself and refocusing back on yourself and being like, all right, I'm going to grieve for that a little bit. That was kind of sad, but that wasn't like a real tangible relationship because I think, again, especially when you never really had – a real relationship with them. You can over fantasize. Oh my gosh, it was so amazing, but you never actually really, really dated them. So what if you really did date them and they ended up sucking and then you were like, Oh, so I think sometimes we're more in this fantasy land of like, Oh my gosh, he's so amazing, but you never really actually tested it out. And so now you're always living in the land of what if, and it's kind of a dangerous place to be. So don't live in the land of what if live in the land of what is, which is what is currently happening right now, which is y'all are not dating. And so you need to, you know, recenter back on you and open yourself up for other possibilities and continue to work on yourself until you meet the right person that God brings along to you. So I think that would probably be my advice on that. Okay, Bella asked me, what do you do when you feel like God is really far away? So again, I'm going to keep reiterating this because facts over feelings is important. In culture, we are taught to constantly chase our feelings or feelings or feelings when feelings are real, but they're not always reliable. That's a quote from Jonathan Pakluda, and it's true. Like, yes, feelings are real. We are allowed to have feelings. We all have feelings. God had feelings. Jesus had feelings. We, he give He gives us feelings for a reason, but to chase them is the dangerous part because often I think we can be like, oh, man, I don't feel like God is near when in the Bible it talks about in Joshua how God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Or how Jesus says, or God says in, uh, I believe, uh, Psalm 1430 or 3014, that he is close to the brokenhearted. So if you're going through something and you're like, man, I just don't feel like God is close to me. You have to go back to the facts which are in scripture, which is the real truth. Sometimes. We just chase our feelings instead of being like, no, God, I'm going to declare this over myself that I know you are real. I know you are here. I know you care about me. I know your plans are to prosper me, not to harm me. I know you are close to the brokenhearted. I know you will never leave me or forsake me. And you have to keep speaking that over yourself, over and over and over. You declare truth over yourself, and you combat the lies with truth. Because, again, the enemy wants to come into your mind and be like, he doesn't care about you. He's left you. He's so far away from you because of what you've done, you dirty, sinful, shameful person. And so you believe to you believe that and you start to put these labels on yourself of like, man, God couldn't love me. He doesn't care about me. He's left me, yada, yada. And then that again caused this endless cycle of you wanting to pull yourself away further and further and further from God when God's like, wait, 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 don't go. I'm right here. I'm right here. And you're like, no, you left me. And so. Just really remembering that God is not, again, he's not that hard to find. He literally says, I believe in Matthew, just knock and the door will be open. I think that's in Matthew 7. Knock and the door will be open. Seek and you will find me. That's what a, that's a promise he's given us. But sometimes as I was literally reading in 1 Samuel 28 today, how Saul, Saul was disobedient to God. And because of his disobedience, God turned off his ear to Saul temporarily because Saul... He had given Saul clear instructions of what to do, and Saul said, Frick you, I'm not doing that. And so because of his disobedience, disobedience and sin, if it's willful, will cause a distance between God. It just will. But it doesn't mean that's permanent. That doesn't mean that's forever to stay. It just means, okay, you need to check your heart, check some disobedience, check some areas in your life of unrepented sin or areas where you're intentionally causing this. By not listening or by isolating or by having anger or doubt or fear or resentment or something against God You're just kind of check in your heart. There's a another Bible verse that says um, uh, search my heart. O Lord, and see if there's any offensive way in me. That is a prayer that you could pray. God, what is in my heart that's causing distance from you? Is it a fear? Is it a doubt? Is it a unbelief? Whatever it is. Search my heart. Lord, and see if there's an offensive way in me. And I believe you knock and the door will be open. Seek and you will find him. That is a promise. James 4, 8 says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. If you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. But it is, it's seasons, it's waves. Sometimes you don't hear from God, but it's because he just is like, hey, will you still continue to seek me and find me? Even if I don't answer immediately. Will you still be faithful along the process? Will you still have an ear to me, even if I don't have an ear to you right that second? Because I think there's a perseverance and testing produced in the times of trials. And so keep your faith because in the end it produces fruit and that is what we want. We want fruit and fruit that will last. But it comes with the trials and the tribulations. So build your foundation on Christ. Make him your foundation. Seek the truth and not feelings Ask and the door will be open and keep seeking him because he's not far from you and he's not hard to find. I promise you. It just sometimes takes time. I've been through those seasons as well, but just know you can overcome it through the Holy Spirit. Y'all got this. And I know that's a real feeling. I really hope that helped. Okay. This is a great question. I actually really, really liked. Um, So Laura asked me serve, but also live life. Is there a balance? And I actually do think there is. Um, I think a lot of the times people will push this thing on you all the time of like, you just need to serve, 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 serve. If you're not serving, you're not blessing people, then you're a fake Christian, you're a fake fan, you're a fake friend, you suck. And then you carry all this guilt and this shame and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing enough, am I ever good enough? And so out of that guilt, you start over-giving, over-promising, over-sharing, doing all these things, and next thing you know, you are extremely burnt out and you have nothing left to give. AKA every Enneagram 2 ever said. Raising my hand because that is me. And I know a lot of my friends are Enneagram 2s as well. Which we don't worship the Enneagram, but it is a good, helpful resource and a tool that helps us understand ourselves more. So I know for me, I sometimes can overgive and overgive and overgive until I'm burnt out or I'm disappointed because I'm not getting it back or I have these expectations on people that they never put on me, but I put on them and I get disappointed because I'm like, why aren't they giving back to me? Like I'm giving to them. I'm serving, I'm giving, I'm loving. Why aren't they reciprocating? And that's like the unhealthy two in me. So there has to be a balance. Absolutely what she's saying. Number one, there's boundaries because yes, you want to give, but there's sometimes times where you just have to be like, if someone's consistently like, I need you, I need you, I need you, I need to do something like your job, your boss, your friends, your parents, your boyfriend, your church, whatever, you can be like, Hey, thank you for this. But let me get back to you on Monday. Sorry. I take Sundays off. Sorry. Sundays are my Sabbath. I will get back to you on a Monday. And if they push back, it does not matter because you have told them my boundary is I do not work. I do not, you know, do these things on Sundays. I will get back to you on Monday. And so there has to be a balance because otherwise you do get burnt out. I've seen this happened to so many pastors, so many people, so many influencers, because you're just like, oh my gosh, I need to create, create, create. I need to provide value. I need to help. I need to bless. This has happened to me so many times. And out of an empty cup, you cannot pour into other people. Like this has to be like a circle of like, okay, God, I'm coming to you. My hands are open. God, will you pour into me? Will other people pour into me so I can be filled up? And then once you're filled up, then you're like, okay, now I'm ready. I'm refueled. I'm restored. Now I'm going to go and pour out on other people. I'm going to go bless them. But it's kind of just like a rhythm. It's a it's a healthy dance. It's a healthy symphony of just a nice little casual flow because I do think if you just go too hard for too long, eventually you will burn out. No, there might be different seasons where you need to either take a step back or you're heavily volunteering, you're heavily blessing people, heavily serving, but I just think consistently that is unsustainable and not Re- reliable or uh, realistic more like it so yes there needs to be a balance make sure you take a day off for yourself that you always give yourself at least one day for yourself I do that a lot I usually be like okay you know what every Tuesday sorry not planning anything this is my time to refresh restore myself you know have a good conversation with Maddie watch a movie super super important but also we were not meant to just consume hoard uh just intake and intake and intake, we were meant to pour out eventually as well and bless others and pour out as well. So don't only just be self-consumed and only just keep things in for yourself. We're also meant to pour out and bless others as well. Find the rhythm that works best for you. But I do absolutely think there needs to be a balance. Okay. It's actually interesting because a lot of the questions are people asking me things that I've already talked about in previous episodes. So if you guys are ever wondering, just make sure you scroll through my episodes Like, for example, someone asked me, what do I look for in a good man? I have an episode on that. Um, Someone asked me, how do I hear God's voice? I already have an episode on that. I have an episode on anxiety. I have episodes on singleness. (laughs) I have episodes on breakup heartache. I have an episode of living alone. I have an episode of um, body image as well. I have an episode on my testimony called how I grew my relationship with God. I have a lot of these episodes on, you know, singleness, sexuality. Um, celibacy, forgiveness, so make sure you guys definitely check out a lot of my episodes because I have talked about a lot of these things in previous episodes, so I literally I try to provide as much value to to you guys as I can, so make sure you guys just check those out. Okay, so someone asked me as well, kind of just like how to have more uh, practical ways to carve out time to practice and start new disciplines. Again, there is an episode I talked about on how to build healthy habits that last, but Just overall, some things that I would say are to-do lists, Google calendars, um, setting timers for yourself, creating rhythms that are sustainable versus making massive changes in the beginning that won't last. If you listen to my Healthy Habits podcast, you'll learn more about that. But sometimes what I do is I will put my phone away because I have to. I will set timers of like, okay, I'm going to read my Bible for 30 minutes, undistracted. I'm going to go on a walk for an hour, undistracted. I'm going to come home, like, I really do plan out my day pretty much, like, hour by hour, and I usually know the night before exactly, like, what I'm going to do. Like, great, I'm going to wake up at seven I'm going to make breakfast, I'm going to sit and read for 30 minutes and journal and pray, I'm going to make my coffee, I'm going to then get ready, I'm then going to work out for an hour, then I'm going to come back, I'm going to shower, I'm going to get ready for the day, I'm going to film a podcast, I'm going to edit the podcast, or send the podcast over to my editor, I'm going to upload a pic, like, I have a full-on schedule, that I pretty much adhere to. But again, there has to be some ebbs and flows of, and not beating yourself up when you're not disciplined, giving yourself grace, but also making small changes that matter. I love to do lists. I love Google Calendar. I have a lot of my stuff planned out months in advance with Google Calendar. Like I said, using timers a ton helps me as well. Um, and then I don't know. I just feel like I'm just someone that, like, I just have to get the stuff done. Like, if no one's If I don't do it, like, no one's going to do it because I'm self-employed. So I basically have to do it. And I have a team relying on me. So, like, I have to do it. You see what I'm saying? So those are just some of my thoughts as well. And I'm just going to answer maybe one more. And then we're going to end this episode because I have got to get on with my day. And I've loved hanging out with y'all, but i got to get on with my day. Also, because I did say that I was looking for more solo episode ideas, I will definitely be taking these and building out more solo episodes around all these ideas. So thank you guys for submitting these. That's super, super helpful. Okay, the last one I'm going to talk about, because I actually had two people ask me about this, and this will be the last one in today's episode, is my ex is dating a new person. And I saw someone else also said, like, what do I do when I see my ex is thriving and he moved on? And I had that happen to me, actually, and I'm just going to talk about it. So, my last ex dated him for about nine months. We thought we were going to get married, blah, 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 whatever. Went into heartbreak. It was such a bummer. Definitely was not, now that I look back, wasn't probably the most healthy relationship, especially after we broke up. Was not super healthy. Um. Anyway, that's a different tangent. But... um. Anyway, after we had broken up, I had officially, like, we broke up in July of 2019, and pretty much January 2020, I was, like, over a year of us kind of going back and forth, being like, can we make this work, and him definitely messing with my mind a lot of the times, me also allowing it, because I did love this man, and I did want to marry him, but at the time, I just couldn't see that he wasn't the one, and so finally, in January 2020, I was like, yo... We are not doing this anymore. I was like, I am done with this. I am not doing this anymore. This is ridiculous. We're not moving on. I was like, I can't heal. You can't heal. This is, we're not doing this anymore. So I finally just was like, no more seeing each other. We're ending this, blah, blah, blah. So literally about seven months later, very, 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 very quickly, uh, he started dating someone. And I found out about it through, you know, one of his roommates. And his roommate told me, yo, did you know that your ex is dating my ex? And I was like, what? It was pretty crazy. (laughs) So I don't really want to get into the tea of it. But it was very interesting at the time because we both were like, oh, our exes are dating. This is very interesting. Anyway, different tangent. So he moved on very, very fast. And this, this guy, I really have nothing against him now, 100% forgiven him. Him and I have reconciliation. We met, we reconciled. It was great. Like I really praise God for that. I prayed for reconciliation. We got it and we ended and got closure, ended in a great way. So I'm really thankful for that. But he definitely was a fast mover in dating and kind of was like that way with me. So he got engaged, uh, seven months after I had officially ended things. And I was like, Whoa, that was fast. And so I get it. I get How hard it is, not even that he got into a relationship like literally a month later, but got engaged seven months later after I'd ended things with him, which was pretty sad and very hard. And so, I don't know, something that I just had to come to the turn, cut to come to terms with was just knowing that's not my person and that is okay. Like, if God shut that door for a reason, then like, let me be thankful for that. Like, if God shut the relationship down, It was obviously for a reason. And even though I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, God, like, will you please mend this? God, would you show me if this is the right relationship? Well, he did by him moving on. And so to me, that officially gave me the closure that I needed where I was like, absolutely. I know now this is not my person. And I knew that before, but I was just denying it. You know, us women, we do that all the time. So that gave me closure. But I think something that you should be doing is just always praying for God's ultimate plan and sovereignty. Like God, if you love this son, because that is God's son, if you love him, then bless him. Like that's your situation. Now I had to surrender and be like, God, that's your person. That's no longer mine. I don't have to worry about him anymore. I don't have to try to fix. I don't have to do anything. That's your person to take care of. So like letting that person go and holding them loosely, because that's what you'd have to do with friendships, with boyfriends, with anything in life is hold it loosely because it's not yours. Like you're not entitled to anything. And so just holding it loosely and being like, okay, God, you know what? He's yours. And obviously he is happy with this person because my ex is married now. And that shows me, wow, like we were not meant to be. So praising God that he did shut the door so that he could find the right person. And so can I, because we weren't meant to be. It would have, now that I look back, I'm like, we would have never worked out. So you'll get down the road and you'll see that. But I know it's hard. I know you're probably sitting there being like, why would he pick her? And, how, and she's, is she better than me? And why does he like her? And what does she like about her versus me? And why, you know, all these things you compare yourself to the other girl, whatever. I know that's natural, but it's, it's part of the grieving process to be sad. I completely agree. Grieve it. Be sad about it. But at some point, let him go. Like, let him move on. Let him joyfully date this person. And that's their problem now. Like you don't need to go and get revenge. You don't need to go and tell his ex his new girlfriend like he sucks and he did this and he's that, da, 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 da. like she'll find out hopefully sooner or later. And if she doesn't, that's also not your problem anymore. You go and focus back on yourself. You heal, you take time and go find the right person that's right for you and let God deal with the person because he will. That's his son. That's his son that he also loves more than you love him. So how much more will he take care of him than you ever could have? You know what I mean? Drop it at God's feet, surrender it, and you focus back on you, and just praise God that the door shut because obviously that wasn't your person if he's moved on, and try to be happy for him. You know, try to be like, God, I pray that he's happy. I pray that he's happy and healthy. I pray <laughs> I pray that he's happy and healthy. I pray that he finds you or that he's joyful or that he takes care of this new woman. I pray – like. That is ultimate surrender and maturity is praying for the person, forgiving them and letting them go and wishing the best for them, even if they don't do the same thing for you, like truly. And so, I don't know, that would just be my thought is just trying to be happy for him and knowing that that's like your closure right there is knowing like he's moved on and so so can I. And I will find someone better just because that guy was good doesn't mean that's the best you're ever gonna get. Like there's 8 billion plus people in the world I can guarantee you're you gonna find someone better than him like I promise you so keep focusing on yourself keep working on that let him go delete the pictures if you have to block him on Instagram if you have to don't look at the pictures anymore vent about it to your friends for a time period and then move on you know like let yourself heal but then also pick yourself up and move on like you got this if I can do it you can do it too sis yay (laughs) So that's my advice you guys I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode I honestly had so much fun just sitting down with you guys hanging out giving advice talking about life all the things um I hope nothing was taken wrong in this episode um you guys are the best thank you for listening for caring for tuning in every single Tuesday if this blessed you share it on Instagram we repost every single thing that you guys tag us in Feel free to leave a voice memo as well. I'm now going to try to include those as well into the episodes in the future. So that link's down below. If you guys want to donate, that would be awesome. I am really trying to get a studio, but they're just so much freaking money. So if you would like to donate, no pressure, no obligation, just totally an option. It is linked down below. And I love y'all. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'll be back with a guest next week for another episode of Happy and Healthy. But until then, be happy and healthy. Bye, guys. (laughs)